Welcome to the Game Central podcast, episode something and something and something. It's definitely in three digits, isn't it, Gareth? Definitely, yeah. A bit like your girlfriend. What? Huh? Like f- three digits. Oh, three, three no. digits girlfriend. It's a bit, uh... No, yeah, sorry. Okay, <laughs> so it's very hot today, so my jokes... Are going to be a bit off. The the punchlines are going to be swapped around a little bit, but that's just the way we like to do it. Dave, how hot is it in Birmingham? Did you go to Birmingham Comic Con yesterday? No, I didn't actually. What did? It was no, because it's Collective Armor, uh, so it wasn't Birmingham Comic Con. Different company, um, pretty much. Oh. Uh, I didn't realise that it was it was on until like oh. halfway through the day, well, and I was crazy. already busy. So I was like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit irritating. Well, that's a shame, um, isn't it? What about, because I don't want to hear any more about it, because you didn't go, so there's no point yeah. in continuing talking about it. Oh, I was just about to say, I'll, of... I'll put it in my calendar now, it's next year, so... Oh, brilliant, well done. Yeah. yeah. There's always a pro, uh, probably full of pop toys anyway, wasn't it? Probably, it's probably a pop convention. Yeah, um, there's a Netflix documentary on at the moment, I was watching it last night and getting quite what, on pop? Yeah. Are you joking? I'm not joking you. Um, I thought it was going to be about the history, but it's more about the collectors and them talking about how pops have saved their lives and made them feel... Do you know uh, what it's called? Can I just Google this quick? It's called uh, Funko something. But uh, yeah, it wasn't really about the the Funkos at all and the the plastic little pieces of shit. As anyone knows that has listened before, I'm really against them. I hate them. Um, They're just pieces of nostalgia created in plastic and then sold on to idiots so oh i like ghostbusters i'll get those four you know for no apparent reason yeah but this is it see i wouldn't even have a problem with it if that was just the case if it was just Mm. like okay i like ghostbusters there's only four of them no it's like i like ghostbusters that's great there's 96 to collect from just ghostbusters have you got the golden slimer with exactly uh, have you got all the alternate costumes you know this is like you know this is like Slimer, but he's got a cowboy hat on. Remember that yeah. one scene in a really obscure comic book that no one's ever read? It wasn't a cowboy hat, it was a Mexican hat. Yeah, see, this is it. This is what I mean, is that but they do like really obscure niche like that, yeah. throwbacks to the, you know, the section of fandom. Section. And they're like, okay, yeah, look. Yeah, but they're really cheap though. You know, they're only like 15 yeah. quid each for like yeah. this cheap piece of plastic. Some of them move. Some of them... <laughs> Yeah, well, Gareth, how have you been this week? Yeah. Uh, you know, just, yeah, 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 it is. Gareth, what's going on? <laughs> Use a space, go. It's a trusted room. <laughs> yeah, no one's listening. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have an off week, you know. I know, yeah, it's, I know it can yeah. be. Yeah. you just got to keep your head down, mate. Keep pushing forward. If there is any time to feel depressed, the summer's normally the best time. Uh, the winter nights that draw in and the darkness that falls around, that doesn't help. Um, but we've all been there, Gareth, and it's thanks to pop toys that none of us are in there at the moment. So exactly. go out there now, get your favourite ones from your childhood and look at them with a nostalgic bloom. But anyway, we're not here to talk about pops. This isn't the pop cast. If it was, we'd probably be... <laughs> All little weird kids with ginger hair going, oh, I've got the 
Giannatello Ninja Turtle with the red bandana, which signifies their first appearance in the comics. <laughs> they all wore red headbands. Uh, no, we're here to talk about games, which is fantastic. Um, first of all, we're going to have the console war, as we do every week, where mm. we will be having the final say on who is winning the console war. Uh, I wouldn't say it's every week. I'd say it's when we podcast. So it doesn't matter what, <laughs> exactly. which, which time has elapsed. It's still who's winning the podcast war at a time out of the Xbox 360. Well, not the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, <laughs> PS4, or Switch. The 360 could come up and start winning <laughs> it could, the war. It, it could genuinely overtake the, with the, wars. the Xbox One. <laughs> exactly. And then we have uh, the news, which is supplied by Gareth every week. So hopefully he's got the news coming down his tunnel. You know what I mean, don't you, Gareth? Oh, yeah. Now it's all opened up and ready. Oh. Uh, and then we'll go on to the yeah. traditional what have we been playing, which is a very tasteful uh, way to end the, the show. And I'm sure we've been playing a lot of games this week. Yeah. Haven't we, Gareth? Uh, sh- yes, fine. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, that's fine. So before fine, all yeah. that, let's go fine, through to... Fine, I thought I'd try to help you out, Bob, as best I could today. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but f- without any more further ado, let's go on to war. Huh. What is it good for? So it's the summer. It's absolutely fantastic. Summer's officially here. I don't like the, 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 the hot weather. It makes me very sweaty. Um, my pendulous ball bags, they are, they're pendulous at the best of times, but you know, I know when I, when I go to bend down and I'm just wearing some shorts without boxes and I hear my sack slap against my leg, that's when I know it's too hot. That's how I judge the hot. Exactly. I don't think I could ever go commando. No. Like, you know, I need some sort of nesting for that one reason, you know, because I can't. Well, yeah, Unless you've just got one that just sags down on its own. <laughs> one, one singular. Pendulum. Yeah, which I'd love. That would like be a wrecking ball, you know, yeah. rather than a pendulum. Yeah. And then yeah. your wife swinging up and down on it like Miley yeah. Cyrus. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's what I mean. Is that I always need nesting. But carry yeah. on. But the thing is, Dave. Every week, every time we podcast, I need to stop saying every week. I was actually we're, thinking often, a bit, we're you, not that dedicated. <laughs> I was actually getting a bit too optimistic. Yeah, so every time we podcast, we like to give the official word on um, the console war because we are the best podcast and we all have the authority to say it. Uh, so all of you fanboys out there, fangirls and fan people, because obviously now there's a third gender, <laughs> and we're obviously very, very aware of that, and we're, we're always at the cutting edge in our podcast. Yeah, we are going to now announce that the pers- the company winning the console war at the moment is... It's a Nintendo Switch. Wow, um, nice. they're, 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 yeah, they're winning the console war right now. Uh, they've got plenty of console war tokens that they've built up. And um, the main reason being is because outside I saw someone playing their Switch the other day at Comic-Con. And I thought to myself... Good luck doing that with your PS4 or Xbox One, losers. <laughs> you know, I, I so... saw someone in an airport playing a Switch the other day. Mm. Exactly. What were you doing in the airport, Gareth? I was coming back from holiday. Where did you go, Butlins? 
Yeah, you often go there on a, on a plane, mate. I bet you do, your own <laughs> private jet. <laughs> I, I, I flew to Portugal to go to there, but then. You know, it was my friend's bachelor party, so we. Uh, what? We went to Europe. You mean, you mean stag do? Yeah. They're the same yeah, thing. Yeah, go on, They're not. Yeah, a bachelor is someone that's single, so it's the exact opposite of someone well, no, that's no, getting married. Yes. No. no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're called the same thing, mate. Well, your, your, your friend's wife seems to be wife to be very angry that you went on a bachelor party, shagging your way across Europe like some disgusting yeti. Well, I'm sure she'll listen to this, and that's how she'll find. Everyone does. Everyone does. That's yeah, how everyone yeah, finds yeah. out everything. Yeah. Um, we are. Yeah, we so are the sole news source. We are. And that's it for the console war this week. So Nintendo, bask in your glory for now. Announce more Pokemon games. Um, and hopefully we'll see what more you could do at E3. That's fantastic, Gareth. the news and just like your grandmother's old people's home there's been plenty of leaks this week did you see that one gareth yeah do you see how quickly i think on the spot so fast Um, so far so this news is going to be fantastic but i've got news for you (laughs) i went to comic-con last week uh very lovely place obviously but there was like a massive fungos stand in the middle of it and uh obviously <laughs> everyone else was now. selling everyone else was selling funkos mm. uh but in the middle of the the whole venue there was this massive funko stands with it's almost like the funko tumor in the center yeah and you, you you had yeah. to you had to queue up to get in there Ugh. and you had to go by appointment and i think <laughs> it's just starting to really this is the end now this is when it <laughs> stops becoming fun when you have to queue up to then go inside a a booth and then actually be honoured enough to be able to be in their presence. But that's just me slagging off pops again. Um, can I can I can I just add to that? Slag add to it, mate. Kick it while it's yeah, down. Yeah. Can I just <laughs> before we like you know it's like the like the thing that I don't get about it. Now I understand collectibles. Like I understand um, you know collecting Funkos if you wish. You said that's fine. That's but fine. if it was like only in conventions, I'd understand why people would queue. But literally yeah. on my phone in front of a Funko stand and people do this. Like they walk around and they go, oh, have you got like this one from The Walking Dead? Oh, no, we've yeah. sold out of that one. Go on to oh, Amazon. Dear. They're the exact same price. Yeah. Literally the exact same price. It's not like you're getting a convention deal by going here. It's not like they're selling special edition. No, but that's the thing, Dave. And people are selling all, all the, the same out of it. shit that's online. At the People same price. walk around with a sheet, right? And it's got all the Funkos. They get given the sheet when they're in the line. And they circle the ones they want. And then they'll go up to the till, present it to the person at the till, and then they'll be handed them. That's not collecting. That's just mass, mass purchasing. It's collecting I mean. is when yeah, you go... You can... So, I mate, mean, you can mass purchase online. It's not like it's only sold at conventions. Like, yeah, but then example, you don't get or... to go around with your virgin friends and start screaming because <laughs> you see a pop that you've wanted for two weeks. This is it. But I've walked around in a group and like say two. No, you haven't. Yeah, I've never seen you in a group. I've seen you with one other person at most. Just because I don't document it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. That's not how this shit works. I suppose we did go around in a group during the London riots. Yeah, 
Yeah. Not that we were involved. No, actually. we were involved, trashing the place. So. We were trying to take pictures and killing ourselves. But anyway, yeah. um, like, yeah, so say there's like a fandom group and usually like, I meet up with them and it's just like, okay, that's fine. Two of them are always obsessed with the Funkos. But this is what I mean. Like, they would say, wear the t-shirts. Things, like, I need to get this one today. I hope they're selling it. And I used to always do this to them, like literally, like on the tube, say, for example, on the bus, and we're going up there. And you're just like, oh, yeah, really? Are you desperate for this one? Oh, well, Amazon is selling it for 15 quid. Do you want me to buy it for you now? I bet I know it is. No, I'd rather walk around this convention for two hours hoping that someone's selling it. I bet I know it is in your family. No, no one, this is no one in my family. Yeah, your cousin's wife. (laughs) My cousin's wife doesn't care. Gerard, whatever his name is. No. Don't collect no. Funkos. I haven't gone to a convention with them since they had a kid. Exactly. So these two years. So I think I should know. Right, so <laughs> enough of that anyway. It's the news, yeah, Dave. Funkos are shit. Um, <laughs> so, Dave, Gareth, yeah. Gareth, tell us some of the leaks that have happened. We know it's the likes of Gears of War and the boringness. Um, <laughs> but do you want to do a little list? Maybe that'll cheer you up. Do a little list. All right. Um, there was a, a leak from Walmart Canada... They posted a bunch of games uh, on their website, um, including Dragon Quest 2, which is curious because they're up to like 11 Dragon Quest games Mm. at this point. Um, Forza Horizon 5, which means they've skipped Forza Horizon 4, which is unusual. Um, A Splinter Cell game, Just Cause 4, Borderlands 3, and Rage 2. And of all of those, yeah. everyone was like, well, Rage 2 is obviously fake, so this list is fucking fake, because why the fuck would they ever make a fucking Rage 2? Yeah, fucking idiots. And then, like, three days later, they released a trailer for Rage 2. Yeah. So, I guess all these leagues could be right, because who would guess Rage 2 and be correct? No one. <laughs> that is true. No. No one would Even pull that out of the hat. Mind rage. No, I've got didn't a feeling Rage, rage 2. <laughs> you Did you mind Rage? Though? I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I wasn't like, oh, this is the best. I was like, oh, isn't it nice to play something a little bit more linear? What was it you didn't like about it, Gareth? I didn't like the shooting. I didn't like. Oh well, that's a problem in a first-person shooter, then, isn't it? I didn't like the way, like it looked graphically nice, but the art style was very dull to me. I didn't like it. Yeah, Yeah. it was quite monotone from the. And again, I haven't played it, but I remember like seeing shit tons of demos. Um, yeah, I just, it, it never attracted me. It just looked too generic in my mind. Well, it was like a corridor. It, it, it was very, you couldn't really interact with the environments. The environments were lavish and lovely, but it was very much a corridor shooter at the end of the day. It just, mm. it was more open and expansive. But <laughs> It just yeah, looked more expansive yeah, than it was. <laughs> than something like Doom or something that id usually uh, make. But let, let's just, it was id, wasn't it? I'm probably so, yeah. a, a, published by a Bethesda, something like that. But I probably got it yeah, well wrong because it's hard. It? You're pretty Thank decent you. about this. Your memory is really like ridiculously good when it comes to developers, where I just forget that games existed. Yes, yeah. well, that's the future, isn't it? Uh, mm. All of this knowledge in my head is for no apparent reason. <laughs> but I like to think that in the future it will be. So if everyone gets wiped out and this alien race comes down and says, can you tell us about the gaming industry? I'll be able to tell them all the facts. You'll be like, yes, sit down, get a, get a pen and paper. I will oh, well, they update you. A pen and pa- you think they've got a pen and paper, Dave? They've oh, probably yeah. got some intergalactic 
forces that they can just draw okay, into then. the air. You should be like, yes, okay, then probe my brain and get all the information out yourself. Yeah, from my arsehole. It's it. always through the yeah. arsehole, isn't it? It's always. Weird I think they just love anal cavities, mate. Yeah, Sorry. like they can't, they don't just ask you, it's like straight up the arse. Yeah, it's going, uh, maybe it's that's like, why they talk. Feel like one of Gareth's dates. <laughs> but there you go. Enough of that, that's disgusting. Uh. But what I am saying is, um, Gareth, were there any games that were unleashed in the leak section of Walmart that you were looking forward to? Uh, Borderlands 3, man. If they release a Borderlands 3 this year, that wasn't that makes this was year that a leaked? good year for me. It's one of, yeah, one of the games mentioned in the leak was Borderlands 3. Oh, lovely. So, I mean, it might I not happen, know, but... I don't know who gets these lists. Where are these lists from? Are they, like, passed around and put over loads of departments in Walmart and, you know, Dave on grocery gets it and looks at it and goes, <laughs> and then sort of puts it up on the net. Like, where where are these coming from? Where, just, how long in advance do they get them? It's just like PR. Like, PR have to get word out about games ahead of time and they'll send them to someone at Walmart. Someone at Walmart won't give a shit about games and they'll just put the information up. Like, you get exactly. this with wrestling all the time. So, like, yeah, arena shows were advertising, like, see new world's champion, uh, AJ Styles at this arena show and it's like well he's got to defend the title next week so I wonder who's yeah. going to win that fucking one like they're yeah, literally selling off. tickets based on who's going to win you know what I mean are yeah. you saying wrestling's fixed I'm saying maybe they know who might win before the, the match yeah well maybe uh, maybe that's for like... some large events they pre-plan it <laughs> maybe mm, I don't Just think maybe. so uh, yeah Dave I think more likely is that there's some omnipresent being they can see into the future and the past. And sometimes it releases uh, information just a little bit too early. So that's okay. obviously the more logical explanation. And its for name me. is Don Goss. No, don't start, please. <laughs> don't give him so, an ego complex again. Can't be dealing with this. I love Forza Horizon. It's the best driving game that's available. I don't know why they're, they're missing out for, like you say, maybe... There's someone that's a little bit special in their department. <laughs> uh, maybe four wasn't even that good. Maybe they were making four, and they're like, you know what? Four shit. Let's just skip this and go straight to five because it looks much better. For, or they spoke to the omnipresent being, and he said, "Do not release Forza Four, Forza Horizon Four. It'll be disgusting. Go straight to Forza Horizon Five. It will be your magnus opus." And he uses words <laughs> like that. I like to think of it as Professor Snoke from Star Wars. You know, Professor the big one. Snoke. What's his name? Snape. Snape? Snoke is right, but he's not a professor. What does that say? Oh, it's oh, just called science. Snoke. <laughs> Snoke is from Star Wars, and then Professor Snape is from Harry Potter. There we go. Same universe. So obviously, you can see how I got. Uh, yeah, exactly. Easily confused. Um, you know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, go buy so, the pops for all of them. So, oh, tell know. me about it. And I can line them up on my shelf and actually look at the names underneath. <laughs> exactly. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, boys all confusing then. Well, uh, well, that's the leaks dealt with, um, <laughs> as you would probably want to. Uh, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing really there that's surprising. But then again, if it was surprising or it was something that you know hadn't been announced before, you wouldn't really be able to get excited if there was something called Cyclone Race. 492 it wouldn't be like you'd be like yes it would just be a name so there probably was other games announced but 
they just of no interest to anyone, so wasn't probably weren't picked up. But yeah, Borderlands Three has to be top of that list for everyone. I, I would play even the you, shit out of a new Borderlands game. I'm so ready. I have played it. it. See, so I, I was everyone was so hyped when this came out, like the leak, and just oh yeah. my god, it's a new Fallout, and I'm just like again. It looks fantastic, but I would never play a Fallout game because okay, well, you jumped the I gun there like... a bit, aren't you? Yeah, that's a bit weird, actually. That's probably no, the that's... next news story, Dave. Go on, just, Gary, I do did... the next news story because Dave's important. Dave, that was going to be the last news story because it was the biggest. Oh, was it? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. You were just, you were just, oh. you leaked it yourself. I feel bad right. now. I apologise. All right, Good. let's get on to more games that have been announced. I don't know why they. The whole thing of like waiting for E3 is like fallen out of favour so much. Yeah, it's like two yeah. weeks before, and people are like, "Hey, is the new Black Ops premature ejaculating all their fucking yeah?" So Black Ops Four it's will like, have yeah. no single player. Confirmed. That's stupid. No one cares anyway. Ridiculous. Come on, does anyone care about Call of Duty single player? I used to, but, no, but I this is it. Bother. I feel like that's that's the. But this is right. If they've just come out and announced that. Like obviously they have, but like they're admitting that the game is now not worth full price because you're not getting a full game. You're just getting an yeah. online experience. You're just saying, right, here's an online experience. Give me fifty pounds. No. Yeah, but what is a full game now, Dave? Like we've grown up with single player. Lovely. I think yeah, maybe. And yeah. Um, obviously PS2, you didn't really have any choice. You had your single player. It was lovely. Then online started to come in, and there were a few online elements. They were sort of, but they were more. You know, oh, I've got an online element on that. That's quite nice. Uh, it was more of a token gesture, something online. Then Xbox 360 came out and it started becoming more available. Everyone was more excited about it. Oh, what's the online going to be? What's the deathmatch? Then Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare come out and actually fucking smashed it on console. Beyond. And then yeah. it became, you need a multiplayer component with your single player game. And mm. now we're seeing games like Fortnite. We're seeing Overwatch. We're seeing games where they've got no single player. Um, so why shouldn't Call of Duty go down the same route? Why do they have to continue having a single player game? I think because yeah, in my opinion, like it just sets it off from the rest. Like the single player on Call of Duty games. Now, despite you're not a massive fan, it would be the only reason why I bought a Call of Duty game, and then maybe I'd play the online because the online. Yeah, when did is you not last buy a Call of Duty game? Call of Duty Ghosts. Exactly. Oh. So there you go. So that was a long time ago, to be fair. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, this is it though, Rob. Is that every single time I look at it, a, a Call of Duty game, like even Black Ops 3, for example, I'll be like, I'm tempted to buy that just for the story. Like just for a single player linear campaign shooter. Yeah, I'm but have you bought it? Yeah, but this is it. No, I haven't. No, <laughs> exactly. So I yeah, think I guess you got a point there. Yeah, they've looked at the people because they can track achievements and stuff, and this is yeah. how they do it. And the amount of people that have completed the, I, f- I think it was something ridiculous. Wolfenstein, a large part of their uh, player base didn't even complete it, hmm. uh, <laughs> and they they would look at sort of World War Two, Call of Duty World War Two, and they'll track the achievements and they'll say, okay, well only forty percent of people have actually completed the story yeah, or even attempted to start missions. it. Yeah. yeah, so it's really the cu- it's the customer that wins at the end of the day, and why would they put a single player? Yeah, I think can... it's their culture now, isn't it? I think this is why I can't play a Call of Duty game because, like you said, and like the attraction of actually it's a campaign. But then I think what what counteracts that in my brain is that, but then I will be tempted to play the online because I think that I'm enjoying the game, and then within the yeah. first 
42 seconds of playing a Call of Duty game, I'll be like, oh my God, I haven't spent the first two and a half weeks of this, you know, of the release cramming hours into practicing and learning the maps and yeah. i can't even move out the spawn without getting sniped because or something. we're not the age group nowadays yeah, we're, yeah, we don't it. have I the disposable have, time yeah i don't I, I don't have the time anymore to commit to like no. competitive gameplay and but they're not interested in yeah. yeah i just they're like, not I'm, interested if there's some like 27 year old 26 25 27 the right first time 27 well year old guy might just you know go into game and put his hand on his hips and go oh i do fancy a single player you know they're not yeah. they're not they don't care you're not their target audience the thing is the way i see it now call of duty single player hasn't been relevant since the modern warfare trilogy which i loved um if you want your single player first person shooter you go to doom you go to wolfenstein these games, they're still very focused on single player and they're far superior to anything Call of Duty have put out. Okay? That's yeah. yeah. Unless right, you want to play uh, Battle Royale, which will also be in the next Black Ops. Everyone wants to play Battle Royale now. I think that's Everyone's kind of doing it out on the street, aren't they? Everyone's going mad <laughs> exactly. and killing each other. They're picking up frying pans and just smashing people around the heads with and they just go, come on, do you want to play a game? And they're yeah. like, oh, I don't think that's how it works. Well, is that know. how what the sort of knife crime in Birmingham is? People going around yeah, with literally, it's just battery with saucepans. Wow, it's, it's, it's tragic. I'll be honest. It's the only way people in Birmingham can get their hands on a chicken dinner. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Bless them. But um, that, that's the thing. This battle royale thing is it's the latest fad. Activision or whoever's publish uh, developing it this time, they have to squeeze in all this stuff at last minute. They haven't got time to be focused on a single-player game that may not even be relevant by the time the game gets released. Because things yeah. are changing so fast now, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Gareth, do you have a news story about a Battle Royale game and lawsuits? Uh, no, but we can talk about it. Do you, do you want to quickly just mention it? Yeah, uh, in South Korea, uh, PUBG <laughs> yeah. is suing Fortnite. <laughs> Just in South Korea, yeah, only in yeah, that just one in the place. South Korean court of law because it won't pass in like America or fucking the UK or anywhere in Europe. Yeah. So they're like, let's see if the South Koreans can give us precedent to sue everyone else who who has released a battle royale simulator. Because yeah, they did the say that uh, they PUBG said that originally they weren't going to go after Fortnite. It was like another yeah. one. Uh, but now, obviously, when they get to South Korea, they're like actually they're stabbing in the back when they're not looking. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. South Korea is a big market. Yeah, is that um? It's just stupid though because you just go you you are going to shoot yourself in the foot because you've got no you've got no like unique property in PUBG. No, like despite it being a good game and me enjoying it, like and preferring it over say Fortnite, visually, and like when it comes to like copyrightable like material. You can't say that PUBG has got more copyrighted material than Fortnite because PUBG looks like any bog-standard Battle Royale simulator. Yeah, that's the problem because Fortnite, where it, Fortnite looks like it's, it yeah. looks like only Fortnite. It you looks know, like a product. That's, yeah, that's it. You sit there and go, this only looks like Fortnite. If you showed me a vending machine from Fortnite, despite me not playing Fortnite, the fact that it's been thrown on like adverts and like, you know, the visual style, I've seen it, I would guess 
that's from Fortnite. That's a gun from Fortnite. That looks like a chest from Fortnite. You show me like a frying pan from PUBG, I'll be Why like, "You in frying pans?" Well, because this is their main. This is their main like um defense and talking point. They're saying is that you know oh, okay. the frying pan is iconic to PUBG. Definitely. But this is it. You show me a frying pan from PUBG and just a steel shot. I'll be like, I don't know. From Fortnite. Well, maybe that will be something we can do then in the next podcast. We'll show you a variety of different in-game frying pans and you have to guess which game they're from. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's, uh, at the moment, when you're a developer that's come up with something like PUBG, you need to make as much money as you can in as little time as possible because you know you're the next fad and something else well, is going to come along. Yeah, but this is it. Like, It's not like they're not successful like they've sold multi-millions of a copy of a beta it's not even a fully released game it's a beta for fuck's sake and they've sold millions so it's not like they they need the money it's not like they're like grasping at straws to try and get like ceos can be very greedy and tomorrow it it may be irrelevant anyway yeah next new story go on dave (laughs) watch it a bit i'm just rushing on because i know that you know you're you're in a hurry mate you're in a hurry. Uh, take a break from some of these game announcements. Uh, Microsoft revealed a new controller they made called the Adaptive Controller, which is made for people with disabilities. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there we go. It's not just for the Xbox. They're saying we'll make it work with everything, computers, every console. And it looks pretty pretty good. Just, you know, if you're disabled, no matter which disability you have, they're making ways that you'll be able to play games, which I think is pretty admirable. Oh, that's so really cool. which company is going to sue them first? I go with Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you reckon? They probably will. That would be awful PR for Nintendo. Just yeah, imagine, mate. They probably <laughs> say that they didn't realise their whole company. Nintendo are like, we told people to strap a Wii remote to their stumps years ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's gross. And that's that's the problem. <laughs> That, well, you can you oh, can um, you can uh, you can edit it out. That's the beauty oh, that's, of it. It's not true. going out live, is it? Um, and the one person that probably listened to us is probably not the guy that has got the stump, so he's not going to be like, "Hey, that's out of order." Now, disabled gamers—they are out there. Um, I've worked in the past with a um, with a team. What are they called? That's really bad, actually. There's like a gaming charity um, and they go around to people's houses and make bespoke setups for them. Uh, oh, there was great. a man that's uh, paralysed from the neck down mm. and they were able to set up his PC with like a tube in his mouth so he can control everything with just his mouth, oh, that's which, cool. is, which yeah. is good. But I don't think we normally think about disabled gamers. I mean, the amount of inputs that are on game controllers nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, and there definitely is a market for it, but it's just the fact that someone's had to... It looks quite customizable, doesn't it? Because obviously there's not one disability out there that covers all. Yeah. No, exactly. But yeah, no, so, it does look... I'm looking at the images, and it does look really good, actually. It looks like, like you just said, Gareth, there's an amazing amount of um, peripherals, I guess, that you can attach to the main controller, depending on your need. So, you know, it's good that they're branching out and thinking about you know quite quite a, i'm guessing a wide audience for their for their products yeah i'm sure they'll, yeah. they'll bring that up at the press conference at e3 they'll get a little golf clap good for them yeah um <laughs> all right <laughs> GD boys, GD. 
Back to game reveals. Uh, Battlefield V uh, has been revealed. Uh, it's a World War Two game. Yeah, it doesn't it have a woman on the case though? A woman oh, with a claw dear. hand uh, <sighs> killing a man with a cricket bat. Is that what it is? It must be. Very odd. I'm not saying that. Yeah, Are you but... sure that's Battlefield? Yeah, unfortunately, I am sure. Yes, Battlefield now is uh, less about being the realistic one and more about. Crazy yeah. shit. I don't fucking. I'm not sure. I, I, again, but I'm not sure. Um, I played Battlefield <clears throat> One. Battlefield One. Was it Battlefield One? Oh yeah. god, I can't remember the name. Yeah, it was Battlefield One. Um, <laughs> I played Battlefield One. Enjoyed it, but again, I think uh, like Rob hit the nail on the head a couple of minutes ago, and it's just like I'm no longer the market for like PvP multiplayer competitive multiplayer anymore i just don't have the patience to you know to battle people anymore i just don't know i can't be asked i just lose interest of it so tired (laughs) yeah i'm a fan of battlefield but i don't want to play anything set in the past it's just it's not the same i think because call of duty just killed it like they're just so it's so linear isn't it uh or no it's just so it's so unimaginative like the futuristic gameplay now because it's just like the only way forward that they think that you know guns could go is just laser guns and fucking jetpacks and he's going no surely surely we can think of something a bit better than just laser guns and jetpacks and hover well the past is so limiting but no one ever really makes fantastical like blood i quite like the the I know it's probably not historically correct. You know, it might be, but it might not be. But it is definitely set in the past, in sort of a Victorian era London. And, you know, if you could just have a little bit of imagination, but I suppose that's asking a bit too much from developers now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. They want... It's just like that. Like, But people like are commenting on, you know, the historical accuracy of it. Like, oh, women wouldn't be in the war fighting yeah. yeah okay then yeah but it is a game and you said let's go yeah but they didn't have automatic weapons in that era of the war yeah okay yeah. then but imagine just having fucking bolt action guns and that's your only choice one round yeah, exactly you have a right nice now you've got to spend 25 minutes reloading <laughs> oh i missed again i said well, yeah do it. you want that realistic shooter or some no. dirty musket <laughs> And that, your and gun's that's the jammed. You've got too much mud because you just fucking dove into a puddle. Now your gun's jammed. You've got no other choice but to just use your bayonet for the rest of the game. Yeah, and you've got trench foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you know, you can't walk. And that's the thing, like, everyone's up for future warfare. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. But as soon as you change or tweak something from the past, everyone's like, becomes a historical Mastermind. professor. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very hard. Oh, oh, I can't be dealing with this. No, they're just trying to make a game. So that, that's what I mean. Is that I think that just goes towards the whole. It's set in an alternate past, so yeah. it's similar to say 1942, but it's alternate. So therefore, like we've got slightly more interesting guns and weapons and you know visuals. Yeah. And that's like, why Wolfenstein's so good. Yeah, exactly. What, hap- that- what happened if Hitler would have won? Exactly. You know, for some reason, you know, we got m- metallic dogs. <laughs> yeah, but that's you know. not all, Dave. That's not all. But you know, because Hitler, obviously, in his campaign, he was he was campaigning for metallic hunting dogs. 
No, he won, and then he just got bored, so he started creating <laughs> loads of really weird shit. And that's what it's about. Imagine that in his office. Oh, I'm a dictator now. Ugh, I'm really fucking bored. What should we make? I've got this plan for a metallic hunting dog. I it love it. actually said, uh, das metallic hund. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm not very yeah. good. Well, that wasn't very historically accurate, was it, Dave? It wasn't. I do apologise for the history notes listening to the podcast. Rob. Next. Yes. You love Assassin's Creed. I did. Assassin's <laughs> Creed 2. Oh. That was the one I liked. And then it was uh, just weird. Well, how about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which Ubisoft have uh, teased before yeah. E3? Yeah. It has a um, Centurion's helmet on the front. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it matters where they set them now. They're just going to be generic Assassin's Creed games. Like they're not going to be. They don't look different to me, really. Yeah. Anymore, <laughs> like even Assassin's Creed Origin, it's set in fucking Egypt for God's sakes. But I'm still just seeing an Assassin's Creed game. I'm not looking at the visuals. Just going, God, it looks different. Despite the fact I know in my brain it does, it still yeah. just looks like an Assassin's Creed game. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure there's some outpost I need to kill and climb and to see the rest of the world and yeah cool. I'm just burnt out on you Ubisoft yeah this is games, it I'm just, I that's it that's exactly the way that I describe it I'm burnt out I'm just it doesn't like, interest Far me. Cry 5 I was playing it um, my sister's got it and she was playing it and she was like oh this is good because she's only played Far Cry 3 uh, yeah. which is probably the best one Yeah, but I was watching her play it and eliminating outposts and I was thinking oh my god I was literally just <laughs> exhaling with everything she was doing. And, you know, there was even on the floor, not on her floor, but on the floor, there was like guidance arrows on where to go. Oh, I God. hate it when games do that. And it's just like these flashing arrows where you need to go. Beacons fucking yeah, everywhere. Along the floor. And it's like, I can't be bothered. It's just too much hard work to just, feels like a job. It's not fun. <laughs> because that's it it's just like it, it doesn't matter how good and engrossing the campaign or storyline is and how different the visuals look if the gameplay feels and plays the same it, it's not different to me yeah. and I think that's it with Assassin's Creed like they, I, I saw like the teaser trailer and it's just like they say see you at E3 and I'm just like okay yeah, Assassin's but, Creed. I, but you're just going to show me a gameplay footage of uh, a similar looking or a different looking Assassin's Creed game which plays the exact same. Yeah, Ubisoft had Magic a few years ago and they had a good run uh, until everyone said, oh, this is kind of like the same. Even Watch Dogs and stuff like that was pretty similar. And Watch Dogs 2, I know I've spoke about it before, but their games can sometimes just have one thing in them that, like the the fact that they're these sort of freedom fighters against the the woes of the internet and people's yeah, privacy. Yet yeah, you can just go around shooting people in the head, <laughs> innocent bystanders. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't get like at some point someone must have thought this is a complete contradiction of what these people stand for to get in a gunfight <laughs> with the enemy while there's innocent people running past getting shot in the head and the main <laughs> character just going yeah man and getting in a car and then doing a wheel spin and driving off and like you know causing genuine 
fatal yeah. car crashes because he's being yeah. chased in the car. We care about your privacy online, but I don't care about your life. Yeah. Because but I'm being chased by an FBI head. agent, I'll kill yeah. them in the car because they're the man. They're the enemy. Yeah, that's the But man. then eight cars will pile up into the back of him as well, and they're also dead. But that's yeah. okay because you died due to the fight, I guess. Yeah, oh, I don't, the fight, you know. man, against the man. Mm. And th- th- I'll say it again, that game should not have had any lethal ways whatsoever. It should have been using your brain and using technology you know, as a way of defeating them. Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, Gareth. Sorry, Gareth, are you mate. excited about Assassin's Creed? No, Do you like it? I'm not excited. I don't like it. Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. So let's move on. <laughs> um, two new Pokemon games are coming out for the Nintendo Switch this year. Oh, nice. Uh, with a third to follow in 2019. These two that are coming out this year are kind of modelled around Pokemon Go. In that they're more casual, they're not as hardcore. Right, yeah. Um, That's fine. You still catch Pokemon, you still battle with them, but it's just, I don't know, it's something about it. It's a bit more, it's it's less about the fucking attack stats and defense stats and special up and all of that shit, and and more just about, yeah, you're catching Pokemon and fighting them like a normal Pokemon game should be played, I guess. (laughs) It looks like it's more of a sort of nostalgia trip for people who haven't played Pokemon in a while. Who maybe played Pokemon Go and they're like, oh, it's a fucking Pidgey. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, the kids at my school are literally, it's like they're speaking a different language. They're that into Pokemon. It's still a thing. Uh, yeah, no, it is genuinely. Uh. Like the battle simulators now um, around Pokemon, it's like a, it's like a cult and I was like, I don't, they're, they're talking about getting the perfect roster. And, like, you know, they're talking about the the attributes of each Pokemon and the attacks of each. But they memorize it. It's not like they're just reading from a book like and going, oh, yeah, this will be the best way to do it. Like, they know these stats. And, like, they can, it's, it's almost like playing an advanced game of chess. Like, they're trying to weigh up, like, the 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 special defense versus their special attack in this move and whether the base stats are better than this and and I'm listening to them talking about it just like I, I can't follow what you're what you're talking about it just I I never knew Pokemon was this in depth like I just used to capture Pokemon and just collect the ones that I liked the look of and 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 that was as far as it went <laughs> do they not know they can actually play Pokemon no this is it yeah. I said do you like play the game and they're like no <laughs> Pokemon's for like, losers <laughs> yeah no, this is it like they look, they, they, they look to me like I was weird I said the last game the last Pokemon I gained you was Pokemon Silver yeah. oh, I think actually no I lied that was it was Leaf Green I think was the last one I actually played and completed um and they looked to me and just went you you play the Pokemon game I said yeah I played the campaign and completed it to the end and they were like, I've never completed a Pokemon game. And I looked at them and went, what? But you know all of this shit about, like, the attack stats of a Charizard versus a fucking Venusaur or whatever this bullshit is. And I said, yeah. but you've never actually played and completed a Pokemon game. And they're like, no. So it's all about the battle simulation now. That's so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that a game is coming out, which is more just about the nostalgia playing and collecting Pokemon rather than... You know, building a super roster battle 
battle-hardened squad of Pokemon to defeat all of your comrades with. All right. Yeah. So that was Ran over. So that was a fantastic song, Gareth. What, what? made you choose it? <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to this week's video game music segment. I am Gareth and I'll be uh, taking you through some video game music this week. Uh, in honour of Fallout 76's announcement, uh, which you may notice wasn't in the news, because Rob decided to just jump in and introduce the music segment uh, before we had a chance to talk about it. Um, I'm going to be playing music from Fallout 4, the main theme, uh, by Inonzer. Inonzer? Not sure. Either way, I, I've actually had the pleasure of seeing this played live at a Skyrim in concert. They um, surprised everyone with not only some Skyrim music, but also some Oblivion music, then this theme from uh, Fallout 4. And it was pretty awesome. I don't actually know if you can uh, find that online, but if you can, uh, I would recommend, uh, recommend <laughs> looking it up. Because it was a really great night. And so, <clears throat> to celebrate Fallout 76's announcement, this is the main theme from Fallout 4 by Inonzer. Inonzer? Inonzer.
so that was Ran over. so that was a fantastic song Gareth what, what? made you choose it <laughs> uh, I would say I chose that song because uh, of the recent Fallout 76 announcement and I wanted to play some Fallout music to that's really that. good nice. really looking forward to that game yeah or not depending on what it is <laughs> I don't suppose you have some secret insider information, Gareth, to talk about just after you play the music. Um, not secret, but the rumours are heavily weighted towards Fallout seventy six having some big online component. Whatever okay. that might like mean. Like a battle royale. I doubt it'd mm. be like a battle royale. <laughs> Imagine. That would be cool. Like Pokemon Go? Probably not. Like FIFA seventeen? Yes, definitely. Guaranteed, this is going to be like FIFA 17. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, ultimate team, and you'll buy packs and you'll get like a fucking ghoul inside one of them. I'd love that. Squad. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Um, but we don't just like to talk about the news. Here we actually play games, don't we, Gareth? And that's one of the things uh-huh. that we love to do. Yeah, okay. Gareth, you've been out on this bloody stag do, haven't you? So didn't you say to the guys, hey, let's not gallivant across Europe. Let's go back to my place and play some games. Oh, I would have loved that. What did they say? a nice little weekend. Yeah. They were like, no, go to Germany. Did you you see any strippers, Gareth? No, it wasn't that kind of thing. Oh, was it very classy? Yeah, I would say classy is a word that you could use subdued wow you know subdued yeah just some guys drinking while I'm sat nearby <laughs> they didn't even know you were there <laughs> you just saw them with their t-shirts like Dave Stag do 18 and you thought I'll tag along with these guys I'll tag along I'm part of it <laughs> where can I get one of those t-shirts guys that'd be fantastic so Dave what have you been playing this week uh, Monster Hunter World. Wow, we that's were a looking game. forward to that. You go play. Yeah, that's games. a game. That's a genuine game. That's not a Sherlock Holmes ripoff. <laughs> well, you have to hunt the monsters, Dave. So you obviously have to do your detective work in trying to find out where they were. <laughs> yeah, I think it is actually genuinely. Go, it does. See. It does involve a little bit of um, detective work. Um, yeah, I've loved this game. Genuinely, a bit addicted um, to it. So, so I'll I give you hear... a brief synopsis about it. Are you ready? Go on. Brief. Genuinely brief. Okay. Uh, so you are a monster hunter as part of the... No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you play as a monster hunter. Okay. As part of the fifth fleet going to the quote-unquote new world. Okay. Your job as a monster hunter is to hunt huge monsters called elder dragons who migrate to this new world every decade or so but you don't know why they do it now i'm talking about huge monsters like this elder dragon that we are hunting is the size of a mountain okay so we're talking like gargantuan here however so the easiest way to do this is to go into the new world to hunt indigenous creatures of the land uh, discover everything about them through killing them Sounds like what the Americans did back in the day. Am I right? Ooh, Gen- uh, yeah, I you think are. Social commentary from Rob there. 
Yeah. Um, so you hunt. It's true. It's true. You hunt the monsters. You kill the monsters. You harvest their parts. You use their parts for armor and weapons. Uh, you then make just like the Americans, hey? Just like the Americans. Okay. You then make a decision whether these monsters are good enough to belong in the quote-unquote new world. Okay. Sounds like Gareth. (laughs) (laughs) And his white utopian future. Yeah, but this is this is all done in the name of conservation, Rob. Okay. Well, that's so what Gareth's all... excuse is. Yeah, exactly. All <laughs> in the name of conservation. Okay. He's you said to hunt. preserve the goodness. Exactly. You will hunt, capture, research. Okay. All the natural habitats and biome. Okay. And then finally send these monsters into arena to practice your fighting skills. So again, wow, this this, this does sound like detective work, mate. All right. So that's the whole point. That's the whole purpose. The main storyline focuses on you hunting down this elder dragon, finding out why it's um, walking to the new world and migrating and why the other larger, well, less large, but large um, creatures are defending it. Okay. So it's your job to, you know, hunt different animals in the different biomes to discover uh, like new herbs, plants, everything in that biome the more you learn about the biome the more you learn about like the creatures in it the more that you discover um about the elder dragon's migration path and then that progresses the storyline um i've got about halfway through it now um in regards to the campaign because the side quests are beyond addictive <laughs> and you end up becoming like you you get yourself into this like this little rut of just wanting to find new herbs to craft new potions and to improve like your stats you get new like um menus to improve um to improve your stats further when you're going into a fight uh, but genuinely, I'm addicted to the game and I love it. Um, the customization is fantastic in it. So yeah. not only can you customize your character uh, in the in the start menu, you also get a side character, which is like a support character, which is a cat called a Palinko. And like he a side you. man. No, genuinely, he's a support character. But you can you can decide what sort of support character he is depending on what weapons and armor set you give him. So he could be an attacking support class or healing. He could buff you. Oh, uh, can he support you? Can he support you emotionally? I, I think he can as well. He gives you advice when you go back to the camp. You can go into your little home and he's sitting there like sharpening your swords. And yeah, you can ask him for like emotional support. He'd be like, I don't know whether we're actually cultivating these animals and conserving them or whether we're just murdering them yeah, and he'll be like no they were always something that put me off monster hunter what's that sorry the cutesy little animals yeah but he's the only cutesy little animal that you get oh that's alright um, but yeah the customization in the armor sets the weapon trees it's fantastic and it kind of gives a purpose to you doing the side quests um, so the side quests usually for every single biome, there's usually about four, three to four different main monsters that you can hunt and you can capture and then you can harvest their like their parts pretty much for different armor sets and weapon sets. 
Um, so it kind of makes it gives the side quest purpose to the main storyline. Because, for example, if I've got to defeat this big monster to progress the main storyline, he might be weak to ice. Now I need to hunt ice creatures to gain my, you know, gain the relevant like crafting material so that I can craft a bow or a weapon, which is which is an ice weapon, so that I can defeat him easier. It does honestly feel like you prepare for every big monster battle as well. So you go in there blind, first of all. You get completely... Sometimes you're lucky and you can kill it. Most of the time you get your ass handed to you. And then you go back, you learn its weaknesses, and then you prepare further. And the more you encounter this monster, the more you learn about it, the better you can prepare yourself and the bigger chance that you get of defeating it. So it feels like it's a whole process that you go through. And although the way I'm describing it sounds boring... It really isn't. Um, so I think the best thing that I found in the game so far is that you play it as a single player and it's fun. But then when you play it as a squad, it just adds to the game. Like, So it's not it's not a game that you can just play as a squad and that's the only time it's fun. Like, you know, um, it adds to the game because it makes the fighting of like the larger monsters more of an event like you're actually because we've got you've got like there's about 14 different weapons that you can hold and that you can master so depending on what your play style depends on what weapon you choose now i'm not going to bore you with it all but um i chose a bow i've got like my brother who's got like a close range axe and then someone else has got like like a buffing weapon where it gives you like defense boosts and stuff. Gareth like that. will tell you that he's been doing that for many years. Exactly, been buffing he himself and his. No, friends. not that, but support classes. Tell him, Gareth. Don't let him go like, oh, there's this great new thing that I've just found. No, I'm not saying it's a new thing. Yes, you are. I'm not saying Gareth, this has not been done in other fucking games, Rob. I'm just saying that it's enjoyable because of this. Gareth, tell him. They've been around me, since World of Warcraft. To be fair. Yes, thank yeah. you. I know. It's a tank. Yes. Healer, DPS. Exactly. Range on, DPS. There's lots. There's yeah, lots so of... all of those things, I never expected to be in a Monster Hunter Sounds game. Sounds like you're a ranged off. person, Dave. Yes. So I'm the ranged class. Like I shoot with a bow and arrow. Like you're not getting any trouble while everyone else runs into battle. No, it's more like I, I, I distract the monster. We call it... it the pussy class, where I come from. You're all right, then. Fuck off. Um... But yeah, I'm just saying is that as a squad, it adds to the game because it feels like if you like we have done, we've discussed like the weapon classes and it just so happens to be that they're the weapon classes that we're most comfortable with. We we support each other and it benefits the whole game and it turns into this massive grand event of you actually battling and fighting this incredibly unique creature. Like the visual design in the game, it feels completely unique um it's a capcom game it plays a lot like say um dragon's dogma if you ever played that oh i quite like that game yeah so it plays like that and obviously other monster hunter games i've never played another monster hunter game but i i am i've been told that it plays like other monster hunter games um 
But I said it's just like the visual style is so unique. It's like each each creature and each monster has a different look depending on the biome it's in. And it feels different. It doesn't feel cut and paste. And it feels like there's been a genuine thought into going into each weapon design as well. And the armor sets are just fantastic. You can mix and max um, different armor sets depending on what... Um, what defense you want so you might want defense against different elements or different monsters and different attacks so there's like a preparation that goes into each quest which takes over the game but is very enjoyable to learn about so so it is playable in single player it's definitely playable in single player and it's just added to when you get a squad involved so cool. me personally, I do a lot of the side quests and a lot of the gathering quests and a lot of the hunting and learning quests on my own. And then I choose to do like the bigger fighting, um, like monster fights with my squad. Um, now, like my brother... So sorry to interrupt you, Dave, because this is quite important. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk shit, but actually. Um, so say if you're alone in a day, you can research herbs and stuff like that. And then mm. you and your guys in the afternoon come across an ice monster and the mm. guys are like, Oh no, I haven't done this. And you can go, guys, don't worry today. I've learned just how to take down an ice monster. Yeah. So, so I can say to them, things like, yeah, literally like I, I encountered a monster, which I had never encountered, but my brother had already defeated. So yeah. he told me what it's weak against. He was like, Oh, oh no, this is weak against fire and dragon. And I was like, oh, okay then. So I got it's my... Pokemon. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So I decided to get my firebow out and I just went, okay, then this would be quicker. It enhances the battle and it makes it easier for you to defeat the monster. It doesn't necessarily mean that if I had like an ice bow, for example, that it wouldn't be possible. Babe, shut your dog up. <laughs> my wife's already doing it's ruining that. My, my, it's ruining my aura. Because I've always fancied playing the Monster Hunter games. They When they were out on the PS2... Mm. Um, I played a few demos, didn't really think much of it. It seems that a game that needed a lot of more extra power and hardware. Yeah. Um, I didn't really. Is it still played on the right analog stick, the combat? No. Well, no. It's played. Um, so my the bow class is played firing the bow like you expected. So you aim the left trigger and you fire the right trigger. Oh, cool. And then you use like y and b and a combination of the both to try and like you can combo uh moves up so yeah, again it yeah, you're be, not, yeah it's not convoluted everyone was saying that like like you said before i bought it everyone was saying oh it's quite difficult to get into it's quite a hard it's quite a hard game to get your head yeah for them, like, Dave, lot, for them there's a lot of stats involved and i was oh, like it, it's not as oh. it's not as difficult like it, it coaches you through it so there's a lot like, of these tutorials are the people that, that, that make play sense. Far Cry 4 and Assassin's Creed and they're complex. Yeah? <laughs> so don't let them tell you, oh, it's got stats in it. I might have to multiply something. Yeah. And Monster Hunter, I tell you, back when I was your age, Dave, he used to mm. press forward on the right analog stick and he used to swing his, his thing forward, back, and he'd swing it yeah. behind him, right, left. So it was all that. Then it went on to the Nintendo consoles, like the 3DS and stuff like that. But now it seems like it's finally found a home where it can really use the hardware to make it realize yeah. its dream i said it is it is really good and i think there is there's such a choice of customization depending on weapons and like i said armor and the way you want to play it that um if you find one weapon too difficult you can actually just train to use another weapon and it took me a it took me a little while i went through about five different weapons before i went actually 
the bow's the best one for the way I want to play this game. So, Dave, yeah. would you say that you're a bow selector? Oh. I am a bow yeah, selector. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, genuinely, I would, I would advise and recommend everyone play this game, at least. Everyone? Everyone. Wow. Well, I can't yeah. wait to play it when it comes out on PC in three months, because that game still isn't out yet for me. Woo! Yep. When you get it, though, seriously, oh, yeah, play oh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cross-play, cross-play. <laughs> if we could cross-play, I definitely would. You can. Amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Right, so, Gareth, you haven't been playing any games, have you? Uh, the only thing I've played is I got um, Dead Rising 4 in last month's Humble monthly oh, bundle than I but how humble that. was it it's <laughs> pretty humble yeah I'm not sure if I'd play that game if someone gave it me free well that is mean Dead yeah. Rising 3 fantastic convince but me I'm not gonna, I don't think he's gonna I'm not gonna convince you to play Dead Rising 4 it's fine you make things and you kill zombies with them they keep trying mm. to put like stories in that game and stuff and it just doesn't really come off very well but the gameplay's fun enough. I like the gameplay in those games. Uh, yeah. It, it was just more something to do in the evenings when I was bored than something I was like playing because I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I got Dead Rising 4. I didn't complete it. I traded it in. Because I don't, I don't, like you say, Gareth, I don't know what it's trying to be. I don't know what it's trying to achieve. It's, you know, the, 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 the missions can be quite boring. I didn't really know what I was doing. I knew that I was there to save people and uncover a conspiracy, but I wasn't very much invested in the story. I feel like they've been doing that for like the past three games. They've been trying to uncover the same conspiracy. Yeah, it needs to evolve into something else now, I think. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the the zombie market's crowded as it is, so you really need to do something really impressive to stand out. But, you know, I think Dead Rising 2 was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I yeah. really enjoyed that game and that was like the pinnacle and they really had to go on and do something else from there Dead Rising 3 was probably my favourite in the series but only because the extra hardware strength hmm. and 4 it felt more like a some sort of add-on edition or like just additional content it, it didn't feel like anything brand new there was a nice Christmas setting which is weird to play in the uh, summer months but um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all the different exosuits and stuff he could get. And, I mean, the artificial intelligence of the humans was awful. Yeah, there's none to speak of. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, See, it's a good I franchise. Really, I, was, I was addicted to Dead Rising, the first one. Well, the original when it first one. came out. Yeah, the original. I, I, yeah. I still, to this day, love this game. I put it on my top ten list every single time. But how um, unique was it to play it? But this is it because it felt amazing. It felt like it was a zombie game that didn't take itself too seriously, but had a very interesting and it was like an amazing world it was set in. And that, you know, the story was interesting enough that you want to find out what's going on. Like there was an, there was enough of a mystery there that you went, Oh my God, I actually want to know what's going on. And then they ended. They were timed. They were timed, the missions. Exactly. I don't think no. they're timed in four, are they, Gareth? Nah, you just do whatever the fuck you want when you want to do oh, that no, completely see, that's it. Completely killed like, it. Completely yeah. killed it. Like, when I first played Dead Rising, it literally shut me up that I only had... That I had a, a genuine possibility that I wouldn't get to complete the tasks. Or someone dies and it just comes or up. Or someone is going to die, exactly. 
And it's just like, you know, it, it took the replayability of that game was just immense. And it rewarded you and encouraged you to play it again. So when you completed it the first time, they're like, fantastic. You actually got the original ending. That's great. But did you know that there's seven endings? And you're like, what? Um, oh, by the so- way, here's a little extra. So you get like a part of the Mega Man suit. And you're like, there yeah. we go. Now yeah. you've got Taking a gun. Taking away the time frame has just killed it. There's no immediacy yeah. to it. You know, you don't feel like you're against a clock or a virus, which was really good. And I don't know why they took it out because it actually killed the flow of the game. Because like mm. Gareth said, you can do one mission and then go out and then just start killing loads of zombies and be like, oh, might as well board now. I might as well do one of the next missions. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. No, I think adding the time scale in the first one, gave the 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 zombies became more threatening because they were a nuisance and they were you had to figure out a way or you would avoid a mass horde because you're like i don't have time to go through that and like you know it added an urgency and it gave you you know it forced you to think outside the box and kind of take a different pathway because you had a time scale you were like no you choose one of your most powerful weapons that you've been that's it yeah, exactly. You're like, right, I don't have a choice. I'm going to have to rocket launch these guys out of the way and yeah. stuff like that. And then, like you said, in Dead Rising 2, they added to that because you had the urgency to be like, shit, I don't have the meds. God, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. I need to go find some meds. And like, you would have to try and find the meds quickly, like quickly enough. And it kind of it allowed you to learn the map. And then in like your third playthrough, you would like collect all the, the meds first and then you would do all the missions and stuff like that. So... Like you said, I think I I was never attracted to Dead Rising 4 because of that. It felt like it was just a a holiday add-on that they were trying to be like, oh, look, you can kill some zombies in creative ways. Yay. Yep. So, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't really interested in it. it. Zombie games have come, have come pretty far since the original Dead Rising, but the Dead Rising games have just kept to the exact same formula. Like, yeah. what's the one you love, Rob, that we, Pavel Boschak did the music for? Oh, Dying Light. Dying Light, I absolutely yeah. love it. Dave's moved on for that, because he hasn't got the patience. <laughs> yeah, I will go back to it, honestly, but at you the better. moment, Monster Hunter is just... I'm, I'm addicted to it, so I, I don't see myself playing another game for a very long time. Definitely. Um, so, that was lovely. Uh, what I've been playing this, this... I've just... I haven't been playing anything in particular. I've just been literally... Because every time Xbox does a backwards compatibility game, it's a game that I want to play. So it's really <laughs> annoying. It's just like, like oh, I shit. said today, these are, games that, yeah, these are games that I liked, but I didn't think anyone else liked them. So I don't expect them to appear on my fucking feed saying, oh, this is now available. So yeah. I got um, Fight Night, Champion. What a game. Oh, God, what a game. What a game, Dave. Are you joking? Is that out? It's I didn't out, even know. Yeah. Again, I thought no one else played it. Exactly. I love the Fight Night games. I don't know why there's none out anymore because boxing seems to be really popular again. And EA <laughs> seems to be like really up on UFC. Um, so there's no boxing games, but I love This Fight is generally Night. my favourite Fight Night. It was Fight yeah. Night 3 and then Fight Night Champion because the story yeah. mode in Fight Night Champion is one of the best for Definitely. boxing. Like, it- and then they went on to do it at FIFA with Alex Hunter. Yeah. It was just amazingly good. Yeah. And the physics in it. I generally might buy this game. Buy it. It's £8 in CEX. Yeah, I might just oh, I'm, I'm, I might just wreck this game again. Yeah, the next one's a San Andreas classic. Oh and uh, what's the next other one? 
Midnight Club Los Angeles, which is oh my a God, driving used, game I, look, I like. I was in CEX um, on Friday in a yeah. in a in the world's longest queue because I was selling a couple of things that I didn't want anymore. Definitely. And yeah, when I was bored, I was just looking around. Los Angeles just caught my eye, and I went, "Oh, I enjoyed playing that." Yeah. Well, there you go, Dave. So you understood. You, you've got this omnipresent presence. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, I've been playing Marvel versus Capcom. Not yeah, my son's been playing Marvel vs. Capcom three. Loves it. Fantastic game. We've also been playing uh, the Lego Marvel games, which they're still a bit a bit weird to play because I've had more trouble with that game than I have any game. Give me Skyrim. Give me, you know, the hardest game you can give, and I'll do it. But this game, you just... its I don't know if it's because they want to sell strategy guides to the kids, <laughs> but there'll be like a, a weird switch that normally in games like that, switches at the same. So if it's like Mario or... Um, a game that children can play as well, Crash Bandicoot, Sonic, switches look the same. Yeah. In this, in a level, like a switch will just look completely different. It'll maybe look like a painting. And I'll go on YouTube and it'll be like, you know, as Captain America, you have to jump at the painting, hold it, and it comes down. Oh, silly me. <laughs> Obviously, that's what happened in the Avengers movie. So <laughs> we just sometimes have to look at YouTube uh, to get this through is it. that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember having this conversation with you. Like Lego games, yeah. despite the fact that they are for like three years and up, you sit there and go, "Why is it so hard for me to figure this out?" Like, yeah. what? I can't figure it out because because like you just this... said, it doesn't follow logic. Like, no, why would I need no a specific character to do that? No, only right. Captain America can do this. Yeah. Um, and then I've been playing FIFA. Obviously, I love FIFA. Disney and Have Infinity. I've got that Cup? back out. Ultimate I thing. have obviously it hasn't changed anything, but it's nice to have because normally yeah. FIFA uh, just shows you how games are changing though. Because you used to have to buy this separate add-on for the European Championships or the World Cup. I don't know if you yeah. remember. Every year FIFA used to release those. Bring out the World Cup edition. Yeah, yeah. But now because they realise their audience are little kids that aren't going to be able to get fifty quid to go out and buy the game again, their money they make back is on the Ultimate Team. So they will yeah. do the Ultimate Team World Cup now, and they'll make extra money off that from the people that play the usual. So they'll buy Ronaldo again, and they'll buy Messi again for Argentina yeah. and Ronaldo for Portugal. Right, and they've already got them for obviously Barcelona and Real Madrid for their Ultimate Team, but now yeah. they're going to have to buy them all over again. They're going to buy more packs to get them again. Because I watch things and get angry. I can't help it. It doesn't matter what it is. If there's something I'm passionate about, I have to turn it off halfway through. Mm. The FIFA World Tournament that was going on, I don't know if you saw it. No, I was going to watch it. But yeah, my mate said this, that it was just, it was, it was like a shambles. So but I... everyone had a fantastic team. So they had Player of the Year Ronaldo, they had Player of the Year Messi. They yeah. all had the same teams. And I was thinking, if surely if you're the best, you should all just be playing with average teams like there should be uh, what we used to do in our things we would have two teams with the same stats playing against each other but these players who are the best in the world apparently they were all playing with like legends Henri Ronaldo um yeah so it's know, just Rupert. like it's boring isn't it because it's just it's like boring. going okay then it's great it's just like Real Madrid versus Real Madrid every yeah. single game and it's just like no this is not interesting to watch if you're the okay, best I would it. This is it. I would like that how we used to do like FIFA tournaments at uni is that we would set a star limit. Yeah. So it'd be like 
a three-star team. We would go yep. to a random league and we would just click randomize until like we would click it five times and if it's a three-star team, we would have to play with that team. Yeah. You know, if say for example you got a one and a half star team, you went right, do another five clicks and you would do that until you got a three star team. Okay. Yeah. We'd write down the three star teams and be like, right, oh you can't have that one because someone's already played as them, blah blah blah. Yeah. And it would just randomize until everyone had a random, like Polish three star team. <laughs> and it would be like, Great, we don't know the stats, we'd have to play with that team. And it was more interesting to play like that rather than playing with your best squads. Because you're just yeah. like, no, that, that doesn't prove skill. It just proves that you've got good players. Like, you know. And with that, Dave, it brings this week's podcast yeah. to a close. Um, we've all had a very good time, haven't we? Great time. Indeed. And that's what gaming is all about. So until next time, when we pull our bloody fingers out of each other's bottoms, uh, we'll see you more about next time what? that you pull your finger out your bone because <laughs> I'll be honest me and Gareth are quite available it's I have you no life bothered. mate I, I could put this every bed. day yeah but yeah. I don't want you to have to think about that Gareth oh thanks mate alright whereas Dave does he's like oh Gareth's not doing anything obviously <laughs> no what I've said I've never said that ever in my life you said that to me the other day you said oh I don't know why he doesn't do Bob, it Bob stop saying that we talk outside the podcast we never do that <laughs> sometimes you know I like to uh create beefs <laughs> like with Jamie Hawkins or Lawrence what was his name the one that you said was really boring go because I wasn't there one week and you got on this other guy that come on Jamie Hawkins oh, Lawrence yeah, yeah, yeah. and you were like yeah, oh that know. guy was so bloody boring I didn't say he was boring and then before the podcast I said by the way Gareth said last week that you were really boring <laughs> <laughs> and that just spiced it up a little bit so, you know, there's nothing wrong with a beef. Beef sells records. You know, 50 Cent and Jar Roll and that back in the day. Yeah, good point. Beef, beef. All right, guys? Mm. Right. All right, speak to you next week where we'll resolve this beef. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll resolve it in All a right. bit. Bye. <laughs>